mark in the entertainment industry. To succeed, they'll have to jump 150 feet over Caesar's spectacular fountain. It seems impossible, but Evil feels confident. When you do what I do for a living, you have to have a positive mental attitude. And if that positive mental attitude doesn't work when you make that jump, you have to be man enough to handle the circumstances. In my case, I'm man enough. I, I, love, I love how he has to, you know... <laughs> Well, here's the thing is, um, my daughter thinks it's creepy and she told me I look like a pedophile. And I said, she doesn't know what pedophiles look like. I hope not. I yeah, hope not. exactly. Welcome, welcome exactly. to Super Local. Yeah. <laughs> did you press record? <laughs> yes, I did. I might need a start. You gotta kick it off. No, I did shave it. And I do think, I, I, I think that the beard thing in Vermont is for me is a seasonal thing and, and you had it too you had it for I, a while. I, I know it just it gets so yeah we can talk about beards actually yeah about facial hair for a while well so but, so uh, just to be clear you know Chicky and I are here for super local number six number six yeah oh, so with Alex Bunton and it's super uh, local yeah super local with the creaky chair and we're making it all happen yeah but yeah so the beard thing I uh for me I don't know how it is for you but it's really a starts growing in the fall um, it's really like once the tan fades, mm. it's time to start growing the beard. But as a 36 year old, I'm talking about you, Alex. Yeah. Like you don't see the gray like me and Chicky. Hey, that, that's part of the reason I shaved it is because there was nice little, you know, <laughs> oh, little, you were little, little extension going. going along the bottom there. Mm. And I was, you know, I was, it was also a little bit. Gran- was, grandpa's chin strap. Yeah. Was <laughs> <you're> getting, <laughs> exactly. There was also just, you know, to welcome the spring and to, you know, just start afresh. Because the beard gets kind of, you know, unruly. And it does. you really want to go, you know, farting around with it, trying to bring it back into submission or just go start back to where, you know. It's a great question. And I, I don't know the answer to it either. I, I do know that. Uh, so I, you know, I had the beard and then mm-hmm. it wasn't snowing and it looked like winter was over. Right. And I had run into my good friend, Ted Manning, uh, who, who was having some shitty business days. And he, he, he grew what he called his fuck it stash. And so... <laughs> yeah, and I, you mentioned and, this. And, and I embraced that. I was like, you know... Was it in solidarity to him and as a good friend? Is that why you were primarily doing it? No, I was, I was doing it because it wasn't snowing. Because, yeah, you it was really much more. Like, it, was all, it, was, it was all about me. Yeah. <laughs> it was really when it came down Late to Late winter blues. Let's mix this up. Yeah. Let's have some fun the with The fuck stash. And, you know, as soon as I did that, it started snowing. I'm just, you know, putting it out there. Which I think got it past my children as the, you know, censors of my wardrobe. So a great you, idea. your manscaping, not climate change, had everything to do with, with the snow coming. I just want to be super specific that it is <laughs> not manscaping. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I, that was it maybe was, too broad a term. Yeah. You were grooming. Yes, I was doing I'll take I'll take the grooming. Okay, I'll take the grooming for cool. sure. Cool. Yeah, and Alex, but you have you ever grown a just a mustache? Just a mustache. Yeah, I've participated in uh, the old the old uh, oh Movember Movember for quite a few now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, my father was a, was a an advocate for the mustache as well, so I have to you know. Had to try to follow in those footsteps. That did not turn gray, which was pleasing. Yeah, that is true. It's really interesting. The mustache doesn't go gray like the beard does. Yeah. But yeah. it does look creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but that's the beauty of the, the whole November thing, though, is that starting from nothing, you go through that creeper stage and kind of you know, come into your own <laughs> yeah. once it's developed in full. Yeah. And you kind of feel more... You know, like you've been through a, yeah. a kind of process to get there rather than going from beard to just mustache. It's true. Like the Movember thing, and, and you post like a photo a day of your growth, and yeah. it really looks excruciating, you know, because it's like the, the mustache after three days is, it's not really a mustache. It just looks bad. Yeah, they hand, out, they hand out prizes for the person that can grow the wimpiest mustache. After. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's yeah. weird. You know, these people take pride in the fact that they just can't grow up. That's like the, the, the Pedro from uh, Napoleon Dynamite with the thin little... Oh, Pedro. Yeah. Vote for yeah. Pedro. Yeah, vote for Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched that with your kids? Yeah, recently. Really? Did they like it? <laughs> Loved it. Idiot. 
That's all they say around the house anymore. Eat your dinner. <laughs> God, are you gonna eat those? Yeah, your talks. I, I think we can. We can. Yeah, we, we, we could do. We could go for a while. Tater we could talks, actually yeah. just. We should actually just reformat the podcast around the pole. Probably should. Because I love. It. I I personally love it. I tried to watch it with my kids. They asked me about fifty times. What is this about? Yeah, it sounded a little bit like Napoleon. What is this about? Yeah, <laughs> but I did watch. We did watch that same actor whose name is no, John knows. Heater. John Heater in Blades of Glory. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, spectacular. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Okay, I really did. Did you like it? I just think I was like, yeah, this is this is that comedy. <clears throat> You yeah. know, where there's just awkward positions and uh, people getting upset and really bad. Watch it again. And... It's definitely a movie where, was it Chaz Michael Michael? <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, pretty good. Yeah. It's, like, I yeah, mean, that's right. it's one of those movies where I know that the, the more you watch it, the funnier it gets. And uh, and I really lo- I loved the, uh, the high-speed chase scene. They're like chasing each other on skates through the frozen canals and then they have to cross the road and they're going... <laughs> on their ice skates and they're going like a yeah. half a mile an hour but the chase is still going on it, anyway, it was really fun yeah I really enjoyed it should I rewatch <clears> it you <throat> should yeah the rewatchables <laughs> yeah. that's, right. that's um, right but uh, so we're jumping into the next thing that we're going to do today which is the egg sandwich rating yeah yeah we've been we've, yeah I've been looking forward to it have you really well we thought you know we've been talking about it for you know off the record here for at least a week and a half. Yes, at least. <laughs> and it's a favorite subject in my house, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking oh, forward. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it, but I think originally we were talking about doing top five. Today's probably going to be a little bit different. Well, right? it'll probably range a little bit, but I, I mean, I have a quick question. Like, I mean, how often do you make an egg sandwich in your house? Well, that's an interesting question. I used to make them quite often. Yeah. Amy, my wife, has now gotten into the game. And really. maybe going over the top. Oh, no. And I'll explain oh, no. why she's pulling ahead in the homemade egg sandwich. Well, that's a, that's an arms race that I can get behind. What about you, Alex? Are you an egg sandwich maker? <clears throat> Not a maker, no. I'm usually, you know, But you're a consumer? Oh, yeah. I love me eggs. Love me eggs. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> strangled eggs are fried, you know. But yeah. like, you know, making it, it's kind of like why you, no one knows how to make sushi. You want to have something you can order when you go out to a restaurant that you don't know how to do. You know? I feel like egg sandwiches are easier to make than sushi. No, I, I would equate them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's, like, so the bar, right? We're talking about the bar for an egg sandwich. And, like, let's just right. talk about, like, how are, what are the considerations that go into rating an egg sandwich? I'm, I'm going to say that the first is the egg. Are you steaming that? Right. Are right. you frying that? Great question. Um, Over easy, sunny side up, scrambled. Sure. All that, I mean, that's like the the crucial crux of yeah. the sandwich. I thought there was only one. I thought it was just a fried egg. Can you? Can you well, it's fried like, like, you know, things. Have really? you been to McDonald's though? Like, I mean, they, uh, okay, you know, they, they, they and that's the original. Out. Right? I don't think that that's the original. The egg, the egg McMuffin. Are we, we going to count microwaved? Well, to, well, I'm not. Gonna I, I don't know. I actually, in our, in our I'm going to say, I'm going to say gonna, that we're not counting microwave. Okay. In, in our house, well, we believe that the Egyptians created the egg, the egg sandwich. Sorry. Because we 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 cook a thing that we call the Egyptian one-eyed sandwich, which is the piece of bread in the frying pan where you cut the hole in the middle and drop the egg in. Oh. And so that's in our that's what we call the Egyptian one night sandwich. And I tell my the kids The ancient Egyptians <laughs> or the modern Egyptians? As far as my kids know, it's the ancient Egyptians. Yeah. Okay, so the, you know, King Tut and such. Yeah. Yeah. Love the Egyptian one night sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's why it's been preserved for so long. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, you ever make that? <laughs> anyway, we can talk about that. So yeah, so love it. We, you know, the the um, the history of the egg sandwich is, was not originally slated for this podcast, but that's okay. Mm. No, um, this was a this was a late minute edition for sure. This was, but, but sorry, I'm, so I'm excited about it. I am too. I am too because it's interesting. Like years ago, I had a buddy, uh, uh, Pete Kelly in Portland, Maine, who created. And this was probably I want to say in the late nineties or early two thousands actually, and he created this basic web platform, which was a egg sandwich. What was it called? Egg Sandwiches of Southern Maine. And it was a rating system <laughs> where you could go in based on where you were and you could rate um, 
the bread, the egg, the meat, the heat. And, yeah. and it was just a ridiculous thing. thing. And, it, you know, it got like 24 people to fill out the form or something like that. But it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think that, but there is, I mean, that those are the categories. The egg, the meat, mm. the cheese, the bread, the presentation, the others. And you could send in your submission of, I went to... Yeah, Sanford to right. the Stop and Shop, right. and I had one, and it was awesome. Right, it was kind of like a pre. I, I would argue it was pre Yup, so it was like this was before oh, people yeah. were rating anything, and so you could conceivably go in and say, you know, where's the best egg sandwich that you know Corey Snow had eaten last week? But I don't think that happened. Um, anyway, so back to we're talking about the best egg sandwiches in Vermont, right? Let's we're go. super local here, right? We are super local. We're super local. <laughs> well, depending that, on where you are. That extends to, to the whole state. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. All right. Yep. And so the the bar, like well, like Chicky, I mean, you've obviously put significantly more thought into this than <laughs> Alex and I have. It was one of our first ideas of things that we really had to get to. <laughs> like, we really had to talk about egg yeah, sandwiches. So, I so. I guess I've been sitting on this info for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, look. Page See two. <laughs> it's on page two. Yeah. All, All right, right. So, yeah, how do you want to... What's your... I mean, do you want to start with number three, number two, number one, or do you want to just go around and say, what's your fave and where is it from? <clears throat> or what's your worst? No, I don't want to do wor- worst. I'm, pre- I'm prepared to give you my top three. In oh, order? Yeah. Yeah. Starting from number three. All right, what do you got? Number three. Yeah. I want to hear it. Number three is the Village Grocery. Oh, really? Yeah. The VG. The VG. Well, let me, and this is a really good question. Um, Which one? Because they do have a selection. Correct. They have the basic selection. And let's be clear, people. The basic selection, in my mind, is still always on an English muffin. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. And the selections are ham, sausage, or bacon. I suppose you can have one without me if you're if you're of that sort. <laughs> and then the selection would be cheese. And I could yes. go I could go a couple different ways on cheese. Really? A couple different ways. And so wait, uh, but I'm a big fan of the Village Grocery at number 3 what? because you can order it, right? Correct. Or you can just grab pop in and get it out of the hot box and and I they fry them. There's no steaming that egg. Yeah, correct. And I'm a fan. So yeah. that's I good. That's and it's good. funny, like, as a number three, I'm super comfortable with the VG. I think that their egg sandwiches. Uh, I'm glad you're comfortable. I'm really yeah. That's not my egg. I, was, you know, I, mean, I haven't actually put a lot of food into this, but, you know, it, it, that was where I was going. I mean, that's interesting. I think if, if we were going by, <laughs> glad, if we were going by volume, yeah. VG would be number one. Because right. because I've definitely eaten more VG egg sandwiches, arguably, than yeah, any other sandwiches. Yeah, it's, you know, like... We do a lot of lists on the show, or we do some, because yeah. America loves lists. Yeah. And I think that's what you want, is like something that like you've had a bunch, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And, it's, and I, would also, I would also say, uh, you know, the VG, the quality is remarkably consistent. Yeah. Like, it's always, it's always very good. Um, I, I do think, you know, it's funny, I feel bad if I order one fresh. Because, you know, I feel like... They're there. They're they're busting their ass to fill, you know, to fill it and get all those egg sandwiches out the door. So when I ask them to make one more, it, it's not that that I feel bad. However, I will say, yeah, that if I do order one, the best way to go is to get one on a biscuit, because they have biscuits. <clears throat> and trust me, try that sometime. I can't, I can't go there, man. But really? No. The biscuit is like what? What? What do you have against the biscuit? I mean, the biscuit's pretty ubiquitous, isn't it? For it just doesn't have like the texture and the flavor and you the, tried it. So you're totally opposed to the croissant. You, need you can't your, put you an need, egg sandwich on anything meal. other than an English muffin. Does, is it that cornmeal that gets you? That is it that nice little cruncher on the edge of the English muffin? I mean, is it the? <laughs> I'm tearing up thinking because it's just <laughs> such a lovely comment. It's one of my favorite foods. The egg sandwich. I agree. That and the, the halos or the cuties and the, the little tiny clementine oranges. <clears throat> that different episode. I know, but I'm just saying that I love those too. But I egg sandwich, that. big fan. And number I'm, two, number two, if you're making a fresh sandwich at the VG, the red hen bread is so good. So good. Yeah. And only because it's, but it's what, it, what happens, unfortunately, with the red hen bread 
is it dwarfs everything else in the sandwich. It's mm. all about the bread at that point. And I think yeah. to your point, like the perfect egg sandwich is a balance, right? Where none of the pieces are exceeding any of the other pieces. It's a team. It's one cohesive unit of deliciousness. It's a team. Cohesive unit of deliciousness. I like that, yeah. right? Yeah. That is, that's what you're looking for. Everybody's got each other's back. Everybody's of, mm-hmm. of a high quality. Yeah. yeah. Everybody did their job. That's right. All of the Do your job, are, Ham. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. how, so how would you make a fully homemade, you know, egg sandwich if you're only going to use English muffins? What, what, what could you substitute there if you wanted to make the whole thing? I mean, you, you, people have chickens in this state. You, know, you have your own chickens. You yeah. Have, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know if you make your own cheese. That might be extended. Wasn't there, did far, you see the, the, wasn't there the thing, that the article that was written last, last year, I think, or the year before about the person who wanted to make a sandwich 100% from scratch? Mm. Like growing the oats, grinding the flour. Oh, wow. Remember that? And it was That's like, amazing. It was an intense, it was an intense thing. So that, but that's not what you're asking. You're talking about what the actual chefing would be? Well, thinking about, you know, an English muffin, which is a, you know, it's, it's, it's a mass-produced item. Yeah, you know? it's like, but there are a variety of English muffins. You it's know? true, it's true. You know, and I, but I do think we're talking about the basic, uh, in, in, in Chickie's mind, I see it's the, uh, what is the brand? It's that basic English muffin that's very thin. It's not the big Thompson English muffin, which is like massive. It's a very mm. thin English muffin. Yeah. Um, on a, on an exit. It's a, it's a commercial English muffin right. for sure. It's like stock car racing. And it's not Trader Joe's English muffins. No. Yeah. British muffins, no. as I think they call them. Crumpets. Crumpets. All right, so number two. Oh, I like crumpets, but not for this. Not for this. Yeah, you're not going to. You're not going to. No, like yeah, crumpets. a lot of holes in them. Um, number two, Paradise Deli. Oh, really? Great. They do a great job. Um, they do. It's funny. I haven't been up there in a long time. I used to eat a lot of eggs. Actually, my by favorite. the way, uh, Paradise Deli's up at uh, up Sugar Bush. Bush. Up and it's Sugar funny. Like when I first moved to the Valley, my office was next door to the Paradise Deli. Really? And I ate well in where Sugarbush is now. They, that that in one of those storage spaces. You had, no, no. You had your all your stuff set up. You know where? <laughs> you know where all the like big wigs? Like that office was empty. That entire building was empty. And I came to the valley and I was looking yeah. at the space, and they were like, "Yeah, have have at it." Oh, it was just uh, a, a little for rent. Yeah. Kind of, uh, piece, and but I was next to the Paradise Deli, and I ate. What a good scene, man! Everything, everything. Yeah, you had way too many cheesesteaks. I'm sure I, I did. Yeah, I did. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And it was funny, and I and I love the Paradise Deli, and, and it's funny. I uh, I have not had an egg sandwich there. So what 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 do you like about that one? I think what I like about that one is is it's I don't get it all the time. Mm. It it's seems special. It seems special. It's like date night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're it's, date, it's date night with my taste buds <laughs> early in the morning. Yes. Uh, and they, I don't know, they just seem to have an appropriate thing for it. And I think this is the time that I talk to you about cheese. That I'm fine, <laughs> I'm fine with the cheddar because it's, it's pretty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're fine with the cheddar? I'm fine that with the cheddar. Like you're not happy with the cheddar. I believe. Wait, so what is Here's the standard? Steady, steady, guys. <laughs> steady. I can see everyone's just like yeah, totally yeah. on edge about this whole thing. <laughs> Cabot's just down the road, man. I'm fine with cheddar. I think it's a great egg sandwich. But for cheeseburgers and for egg sandwiches, I believe that white American cheese is the way to go. Make make American cheese great again. Make? That is the only purpose it serves as a melted complement to the cheeseburger or the egg sandwich. I, I... Strongly disagree. I feel yeah, like wow. I'm gonna go ahead I and say like limiting yourself to American cheese is like limiting yourself to the fork. Like there are other utensils out there. Like you, you can't you, you can't you know you can't resist change. I love all kinds of cheeses. <laughs> you're you're I was gonna say I love all sorts of change, but yeah, no, but it's also cheese. No, I I no. I'm resistant to change with the with the egg sandwich. Here's the thing, though. Probably because like, it's the morning. Like, sure. like I don't want to try anything new. 
Give me the thing. But yeah. then we're talking give about me, give me the great give thing. Give me the thing I do. Give here's me the a, great thing. Here's the thing. We're talking about best egg sandwich in Vermont. And I think the great, I mean, personally for me, the great thing about Vermont are local ingredients and local cheddar, local eggs, local, local American. Bread. Right. That is American. You know, we are American. And get, I, I will bet you that that American cheese is not coming from Vermont. Nope. Right? Nope. Does anyone anywhere. in Vermont make even, American Vermont cheese? That's a great question. That is a very good question. Yeah. Is there kind of a... Is there American small, cheese made in Vermont? A small batch American cheese. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere. We we all, like, yeah. yeah. That's a great super local small batch American cheese. Small, <laughs> I wish, we should have a whole cheese. Come then, like you know, we could, we could. I know, visited I the, the taste place this uh, this last weekend, uh, yeah. and the cheeses were like it was amazing. Did you go? On, hey, by the way, did you see the simple roots that we're drinking? No. This is what Josh Schwartz was talking about. These are the guys that are potentially a canning partner for Fizzy Lemonade. Right? That's so great. Right? I never thought. Really good. Simple roots. All right. Okay. So number one egg sandwich in the valley. It better be. It better be what I'm thinking because if it's not, it's um, we're going. We're going to the mat. The Warren Store. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank God. Warren Store. The Rootsler. No. What? I guess it is. Is that what it's called? The Rootsler. No tomato on it. No, I don't usually do the tomatoes. As you can tell. Yeah, I know. Like I mean, I'm not. I'm not like going out there on. Wait, I'll, go that, I'll go out there. Like I said, I'll Wait go out there with any of the. Bro, so first of all, the Warren store has an egg sandwich that's not the Rootsler? I guess that's what it's called. I just what's on order, it? Like, it's just breakfast on the right inside of the chalkboard. What, and I say, it? give me egg and sausage and, and cheese. And then they say, what kind of cheese? And I say, American. Their egg sandwiches are awesome. The Rootsler. Yeah, have you never had the Rootsler? I probably. <clears throat> I don't know. Alex, have you had the Rootsler? I have not. No, I need to get in there. So the Rootsler is. That's a, the, yeah. The, so the deli. Shout out to the deli. It's right? excellent. Yeah. Like, and I and I'm so glad that we're talking about the Warren Store on the egg sandwich. Yeah. The uh, the Rootsler is uh, shaved ham, so it's super thin. Yeah. Right. Which I've is, had this, which yes. is exceptional. Yes. Mm. Uh, fried egg on the grill. Right. Yep. Uh, I believe it's cheddar cheese. I'm not 100% sure if it's cheddar cheese or not. Mm-hmm. But then it has a tomato mm-hmm. and it has mayonnaise on it. And the combination mm-hmm. is really like if I could eat it in one mouthful, I would totally eat it. It's a spectacular sandwich. Wow. There was a time when my great friend, Paul Chamberlain, who now lives in New Jersey, <laughs> when he was making egg sandwiches with mayonnaise and sriracha. Ooh. And that was way ahead of the time, right? Oh, yeah. God. This was like in the 50s. Do we? He was just like so ahead of his time with the egg sandwich. Yeah. Um, it's a good company. It's nice with the mayo. So what, what about you? I mean, so you, you're in a, do you add something to your egg sandwich or are you just, you know, no, let, pretty, the, let the American cheese speak for itself? Here's the, here's the big confession that I, that I have to make. And this is probably my big shout-out, and you guys should do a shout-out, too, if you're, like, best egg sandwich you've ever had. Oh, I'm good. Um, my shout-out is to my wife, Amy, who's just gotten into the egg sandwich game because she discovered this chicken sausage. Oh, really? And it's awesome. Like a sausage patty? or a Yeah, sausage it's a round like a patty. Number, and yeah. she's making egg sandwiches out of it, and the kids are like, will you make me another one? We have egg sandwiches. Right. Like, everyone's into them, and she's, like, tied to the stove all the time. Right. Because she's she's killing it. <clears throat> she's killing it at the home. At the home. She's the home shorter. It. And I've had, like, you know, egg sandwiches all over. I've been everywhere, baby, and had egg yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. But, but she's killing it. Alex, do you have a favorite egg sandwich from around, anywhere in the world? So, I'm going to stay, stay local with this one. And pretty new, too. So, I don't know if you guys have been over yonder, me living on the other side of the hill, the Jerusalem Jenny. Oh, really? Which was... I drive by that all the time with my brother-in-law's. Well, it's under Jerusalem new ownership. Jerusalem Jenny. Yeah. Jerusalem General Store, yeah. Yep. Okay. Under like new ownership. one gas pump, one wood gas floor. Pump. Yep. Like, it's on the... Like, you go over from here, over past Madison Lane, and drop yep. down, go through Bristol, okay. or towards Bristol. All right. Exactly. And... And they have an egg sandwich in there. Really good, yeah. So right when they transferred ownership, my oh, brother. It's a nice I, looking store on the yeah, left. Really yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right before that long flat stretch yep. there, and yep. my brother and I were going snowboarding. We thought, what the heck? We'll stop in here for a little coffee. And it turns out they had two 
left both for us. Yeah. And they were hands down the best. And they were sandwiches. grab and go sandwiches? Yeah, grab and go. I've, I've been in there a couple times recently where they've all been gone. I think everyone's figured it out that they're good. But it's a, so you're not going to like this. It's a homemade biscuit that's got mm. herbs inside of it, uh. which is actually really good. And I think it might even be homemade breakfast sausage as well. Cheddar cheese. Really good. I'm sure. That's I'm sure it's lovely. Really really I love it. Sure. It's funny. I've yeah. been in there a couple times because we, we stopped there to visit my in-laws on the other side of the hill. and I, I, It's good to know that they have some eggs. Yeah. The, the new ownership's doing cool things. They've got some good It's good a great spot. There. There's, a, there's actually a remarkable number of people on that side of the hill that come over to Mad River and Sugarbush mm. to ski. So... That's a smart idea to be have the, you know the grab and go stocked and ready to roll. Yeah. Um, uh, second to that would be Moncton General Store, kind of all. Oh, really? On my, you know, they're, they're <laughs> like cheap and cheerful, you know, just yeah. like real kind of honest Vermont. You know, I had one this morning actually. It was really good. It was just you know English muffin. You like that? It's great. Do you like this? It must yeah. be good. Yeah. <clears throat> English muffin. It was American cheese as well, and yeah, just a fried egg. It was no no bells and whistles, yeah. no nothing, just. Just Lovely. what you what you see is what you get. No yeah. herbs. No herbs. No, no herbs. exactly. And and so my my fantasy egg sandwich would is, <laughs> is well, we're going into fantasy. No, it's world. not I fantasy. Mean, it's it's not fantasy. <laughs> no, but it's not fantasy because it did exist in the valley for a while. Uh, and so uh, before my office was here, it was up um, up in Irisville, right in the in the yellow building next to the hair salon and stuff like that. Sure. Right across from the cemetery from Mad Taco. And so Michael's Good to Go used to be there and then Mad Taco took over. Mm-hmm. And I was an early and frequent customer over there. And when they first started, they were open for egg sandwiches in the morning. Yeah. Because they were in there, you know, barbecuing everything and cooking all their meats. Yeah. And that egg sandwich was... Uh, in, I mean, honestly, it was spectacular because it was that mad taco bread. It had a little bit of Mexican spice. Mm. Makes my mouth water just thinking about it. It became a pain in the ass because they're in there. They, they're really not open. And it was really sort of <laughs> becoming a bit of a distraction. And they cooked everything to order. It wasn't grab and go. They had terrible coffee. You know, um, right, and they're like prepping great. for lunch and all the catering yeah. and whatever they exactly. do, and then and, and then like, you come oh, in, and, yeah, and you're like, can I can I get that awesome? And they're like, God damn it! Yeah, we could, we could go into the whole pairing. <laughs> you go into the whole pairing thing as well. I mean, that might you know add a certain amount of dynamism to the whole conversation. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, that's I think what the Jerusalem General Store is also done. It's just got some good, yes, Middlebury coffee in there. Yeah, you know, the co- such a difference. It's a really interesting point. I I do think the the coffee is is a key pairing, yeah. right, yeah. with the egg sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, fantastic. That was great. Um, and we're gonna take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, a word from our sponsor on Superlocal. The Sweet Spot is the Mad River Valley's only riverside coffee shop and bakery. Built on a foundation of locally sourced dairy and eggs, organic flour, and organic sugar. They're also the proud brewer of Awake Coffee, a small batch, locally hand-roasted Vermont brew. The Sweet Spot grows many of the berries and herbs in their recipes and buys and trades with local farmers for other fruit, vegetables, and herbs. And maple syrup! (laughs) <laughs> the Sweet Spot is your spot for fine coffee, delicious baked goods, catering, and a monthly dinner. A new concept that includes food, cocktails, and music in an unconventional dining experience, which includes moving around, socializing, and no ordering. You can see the latest at www.thesweetspotvermont.com. Yeah, I love The Sweet Spot. It's... Uh... It's my go-to move. Uh, Alex, are you a sweet spot guy? I am. Love their love their sweet stuff. Yeah. What like, what's your go-to move there? Well, the chocolate walnut brownie is really. Oh, really? Top, top. It's so number. funny because there's like stuff in there I've never had. Like the sweet, I've never had that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really it's it's a brick of butter, but it's a damn good. Well, brick all of, of it is a brick of butter. <laughs> you know, my my go-to. I mean, like right now, I'm like big on the Snickerdoodle. Uh, yeah, though, though, though the cinnamon scone is is a fave as well, mm. like and and it's funny like at one point 
Like they had the peanut butter cookies. Did you ever have any of those? Which are like a I giant a Oreo, cookies, like yeah. filled with butter, peanut butter oh in the God. middle. Mm. And, I, and like like one of them is like eating a Big Mac. Like you feel like <laughs> completely stuffed. And at it, one point I was like, you know, some days I think I should have two. <laughs> and, and Johnny reaches behind the counter. This one's on me. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet like he's that. So man. sweet like it's that. It's got to be tough. Like you're sitting here in the <laughs> afternoon, you're kind of dragging, maybe a little bored, and you're like, ah, I'm gonna man. go because the sweet spot is right behind the it super local podcasting local studio. Podcasting studio. Yeah. Okay. So here's a quick thing before we before we I'm gonna turn this this way. All right. Don't look at the screen because you guys are gonna see this because this is a quick. So we are men of three different eras, right? Okay. 36-year-old, 46-year-old, yep. and a little bit old, right? So we're going to do we're yeah. going to do a, a little trivia from each of our birth years, right? Oh my gosh. And um, but don't look cuz you'll see it. So 1981, 1972, or 1967. You guys can pick which one you want. Uh, so so Alex was born in 1981. Mm-hmm. Chicky, you're 1972, mm-hmm. which was a weird year, dude. It was hard finding trivia. There's a lot of nasty stuff that happened in that year. Is it 1972? Yeah. And then was 1967. Was Vietnam was still going on, right? No, yeah. yeah. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, sorts no, of weird shit. It's a pretty bad, pretty bad time. All right. So, Alex, which uh, what year would you like some trivia from? I'll go with I'll go with my own. Uh, see if see if I know anything from right. my, my own era. All right. So fantastic. That would be 1981. So January 21st, 1981, the first what automobile rolled off the production line in Dunmurry, Northern Northern Ireland? A very famous and iconic automobile. One off the line in Ireland. Yeah. Um... The Irish make cars? Uh, well, that was... The- and whiskey? Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. Say- so let me know if you want a, if you want a lifeline. I'll give you some clues. Mm. The name was... It was the DMC-12. DMC is potentially an acronym you might recognize from popular culture. DMC-12. I was going to say, like, you know, was, was the Range Rover or like, was Denver was made over there? No, no. Jags? All right. What, what else Ready for another clue? Go? Okay, yeah. If you get, yeah. Stainless steel. Rolls Royce Sports car. Sports car. Jag. With gull wing doors. Jag. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. the, you know, are you with me? Yeah. Oh, the um, Back to the Future. Yeah, the DMC. The, right. The DeLorean. Oh, DeLorean, that's it. Oh, right, that was British? It was, that's what it says. It was rolled off the production line in Northern Ireland. 1981, wow. first year. All right, chicken. I wow. always assumed that car was American. That's amazing. Wow. I thought it was Italian. I thought it was like a Lamborghini kind of number. I had a buddy in 1984 who drove one to high school. <laughs> wow Scott Hudspeth <laughs> shout out to Scott Hudspeth shout out to Scott Hudspeth <laughs> wherever you are dude that was a badass that was car epic it was incredible. was that before Michael J. Fox and, and uh... it was concurrent it was, I, think, <laughs> I think those things were happening at the same time alright Chicky yeah. what year for you 1972 baby you're going birth year yeah alright uh, this is a good one <laughs> What product was sold for the first time at the tea house Mellow Yellow? What product was sold for, for the, the first, first time at the tea, tea house Mellow Yellow in 1972? I don't know what any of that means. Well, the, where was the tea the, house? Well, that's a big clue. Uh, <clears throat> at the, what product was sold at the tea house? Legally or illegally? Legally. Legally. Well, let me tell you, uh, you want a clue? It sure. On, it was on the Amstel River. Oh, Alex Alex is honing in on this, I think. Uh, Amstel Light. <laughs> on the Amstel River in Amsterdam. The Amstel River in Amsterdam. 
What product was sold for the first time at the tea house, the Nello Yellow, on the Amstel River in Afton? Alex, Alex is giving a very knowing, a knowing nod. It's this. I'm just going to list million. drugs and see if it works. Yeah. Right? Thanks, yeah. Thanks. LSD? No. Uh, hash? No. Uh, cocaine? No. Um, peyote? No. <laughs> Oh, Think God. easy, more basic, more basic than that. Just marijuana. Yeah. Oh, legally. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Nineteen seventy-two. Nineteen seventy-two. The other nineteen seventy-two one was. They'd probably been rolling around for for you know. What video game did Atari release? Um, Pong. in an arcade. Pong. Pong. They released it in an arcade in nineteen seventy-two. Which is pretty epic. Wow. Can you imagine, like, you're, you're sitting there with, like, you know, uh, all these <clears throat> pinball machines, right? Yeah, correct. And there's this little thing where... With a TV screen. Yeah. Yeah, changed everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so, and for me, 1967, Summer Love. Oh, yeah. You guys have to, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to torture you with this one. Okay. First one, which ride debuted at Disneyland in 1967? You guys have ever been to Disneyland? You might not even know this. It's a small world. Oh, close, but not right. Okay. Disneyland is in San Diego? Or Southern world? California. Yeah. yeah. Anaheim. Uh, I have been there when I was quite young. Quite young. Quite young. Yes. Just a wee lad. Yeah. But I don't remember it so well. What, yeah. What ride? Maybe Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. And here's my next one. Okay. What... Incredible, <clears throat> groundbreaking stunt <clears throat> happened at Caesar's Palace in 1967. Evil Knievel. Correct. Wow. And what do you know about that? Uh, I know nothing. I just guessed. So he... Was it the buses? It was the Caesar's Palace jump where he crashed. And so actually, uh, I have that all queued up here. Because I think we should watch it because... <sighs> You know, he, he was Caesar's. I mean, first of all, so when I was a kid, was Motley Crew there too? Well, they were, but the the key to evil can evil jumps. He was jumping on like a heavy Harley. This is not a dirt right. bike, right? right? And he that's a big bike. Flying that far through the air, you don't want to be uh, right. And so this is thing. right. And so he was. I mean, he was a daredevil, and he's jumping all this stuff. He's the original daredevil. <laughs> what I do, and nobody can do it better. Now, wow. death in the eye. That's right. I never bleeds. I never missed a takeoff. The landings, that's where the trouble began. He's evil Knievel. Oh, crap. The competitor that I faced was death. <laughs> there you go. Whoa. I th you know, I think he looks pretty awesome right now. And he is the toughest competitor. He's got some, some good sunglasses going on. Yeah. So in, not coming back for any. In 1967, he tried to jump. 141 buses at yeah. Caesar's Palace, right? Okay. So skip forward a little bit. To succeed, you'll have to jump 150 feet over Caesar's spectacular fountain. Oh, oh no, it's the, it was the, no, I'm taking it's the fountain. He was confident. When you do what I do for a living, you have to have a positive mental attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Stiff upper lip, evil. That's, that's, <laughs> really? That's, that's great right? words from evil. That positive yeah. mental attitude doesn't work when you make that jump. You have to be man enough to handle the circumstances. In my case, I'm man enough. So that is... There you go. Super macho. Hashtag super macho bullshit. Yeah. But, uh... But so... Now he's ready. Evil races down the ramp at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> so over the fountain. Suddenly... He went through the fountain. Disaster. Oh, and got onto the ramp. Oh, oh. So let's watch again. So you can let's watch, watch again. You can watch this at home. Dangerously short uh, this we'll yeah, watch it yeah, on no, YouTube. Evil Knievel, 1967 Caesar's Palace jump. Oh, landing. Yeah, that's that is not that's a stunt double. Right I wish we were live because then people could feel watch it. Well, we'll we can put. We'll put the link in the episode bio. Oh, that's a great idea. His body finally skids to a stop. His body finally skids to a stop. I just thought that would be a really great segue into jack jumping. Hey, yeah. 
since <laughs> and we should probably <laughs> at some point introduce our guests. Yeah, right. At some right. point. So yeah. anyway, but well, Kniebel, you have to appreciate how ridiculous that was. Like that is not fake news. That no. was some guy jumping on a motorcycle and getting absolutely annihilated on public television. Yeah, um, and everybody watched. I mean, I, I, I know those things were, were were very popular, but. I would like to thank Alex Button for joining us. Alex is a uh, man about town and member of the Pale Morning Media crew, but um, he's experienced some recent um, media notoriety in the world of jack jumping. Right? I wouldn't say it's personally me, however. I know. It's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's the general kind of buzz around jack jumping. It had a little moment. you know. It's not a movement yet. It's a moment. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, first of all, like now, let's talk about jack jumping. Like yeah. what, what so are we what talking about? Is it so? Is it, it a is it a is it a positive mental attitude? If if, <laughs> if evil wrote it, it would probably be a positive mental yeah. attitude. All right, so no, what are we, it's, like what it's is a single ski. It's an old timey Vermont tradition where back in the day they take an old barrel stave, they would line it with steel, and they put a little post up through it, and you'd have a little seat. So wait, like a barrel. So you're talking about it's, it wasn't a ski; it was actual barrel. Back in the kind day, of a rounded piece of wood or curved piece of wood. Back in the day, that's what they they had. You can see them. Like there was a company back in the 50, 40s and fifties, I think, that made them out of Bristol. I want to say, and and they're they're pretty budget. You know, they're not very wide. So the legend goes that they were used by lumberjacks, hence Jack Jumper, to get down from the top uh, of the hill at the end of the day. Kind of adopted by lifties, you know. Oh, so you were working your way up the hill, cutting down trees, and then at the end of the day, you you'd have jack a jack jump jumper down. up there. I don't know. This might be totally hearsay, but that's the kind of jack jumpy aspect of it. But, but it has a. It's a, essentially a ski with a seat on it. Exactly. Right. So sit ski, for lack of a better word. Sit um, ski. Sure. And and yeah, they're they've been around for donkeys. You know, there there's some kind of for donkeys, for uh, mules, asses. <laughs> no, for donkeys for for a long time. Sorry. Oh, for a long time. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So, and just I mean, working with Alex, he has a tendency to drop these weird anachronisms <laughs> like that I don't always understand. So you have to check. Like, you okay. Gotta right. Make sure. I do a quick vocabulary sorry, yeah. check. Yeah, in my mind, it was like this Fantasia kind of scene. There were donkeys, oh, really? donkeys, you guys and, skis donkeys? and stuff. Well, they do the donkey really? basketball. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay, good. You really haven't heard donkeys before? This would be a great topic for you guys to go over some weird, like, Vermonty terms. You know, That's a Vermonty like, thing? I don't know. That's a, I grew up here, so I thought it was, but maybe it's not. It's the donkeys. whole point of the show is we want to learn everything about... Yeah, about, about, for, about, yeah for donkeys. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. I'm going to Google that shit. Anyway, long time coming, Jack Jumping. And so Mount Snow has a an annual world championship that's been going on 37 years, I believe. Wow. I have a question. Yep. How many countries are represented? It's similar to the uh, <laughs> World Series in, you know, baseball. So one? Yeah. You're saying one? Yeah, one. <laughs> one. Yeah. Okay. All right. But so... It's a world championship. So Mount Snow is one nation. We don't disallow anyone. If another country wanted to join, they could. And there are other other distinct countries around the world. For example, in Slovakia, they have a, a jack jumping community. They have, they have a word for it. I can't remember what it is. In in Switzerland, it's but called that's not jack. Oh, Switzerland ski box. Yeah, they have. They actually had a patent on it a long time ago. We still say we invented it first, but there was you know there's some there's some issues going on there. But um, trade war. Trade war exactly. Yeah. Add to that. Yeah, there's a there's a cool cool group out of uh, Kronplatz in the north of Italy, stroke Austria, that I think are sponsored by Red Bull, and they have like really cool drone footage and shit. And of, like, of them jack jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta find that. Yeah, and so they they like make it look really cool. We just kind of have you know cameras that we're holding, and it doesn't look as cool. It's harder. It's harder to make right. jack jumping look cool unless you have drones. No, come on. Don't tell yourself short. But, so, so the jack jumping. Your whole year of jack jumping is building up to the world championships. Kinda, yeah. And when, a, when were they? Uh, that were they're they're always the first Sunday in March, I believe. First Sunday in March. Yep. Every year at Mount Snow. Yep. And how many people were there? There's about fifty this year. And um, how many people were there last year? 
a little less, I think. So it grew oh, really? a bit. It's growing. And, and previous years, there was more, but it was almost like a victim of its own success, where there were so many people that people were getting antsy and not being able to take the course. <laughs> so they were like... And so what... And then what is the course? The course is a really tight slalom down... Um, uh, <laughs> to make turns and stuff? Yeah, yeah. No, so that's... And this is the problem with, you know, everyone thinking, like... And this is the kind of carryover from the previous generation where it's like, you, you have a barrel stave, and all you do is you go dead straight or, you know, you or fall over. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which no, seems this pretty is like, straightforward. I like, well, I like the dead straight or fall over. Every, everyone's mind, you know, you say you see that, but in reality, it's like a hockey skate that you can stop on a dime. It's oh, like, really? You think about going up, like hockey players go up next to the wall. They're like, you know, it's it's a ski, it's a single ski one. It's like a really narrow ski. We use like right? you know, we use you know, it's Vermont. It's kind of get her done. We use if someone has a broken ski, we're like, oh, might yeah. I use that other ski. And so, <laughs> yeah. did you build you so that so, uh, you know, not to inform you of my ignorance, but you competed in the world championship. Correct? I did. And what did you? What was your rig? My rig was one of, one of the original, actually. So we, we kind of vacillate back and forth between steel frames and wooden frames. Some people make them with sprung steel and a bike shock in between. There's any number. Really? It's a really cool kind of, you know, design aspect and very Vermonty, very It's funny. Local. I feel like I've seen some that have, like, a tractor seat on this. Yeah. Know, you right? can go, like, super, like, you know, so a... You were saying they super local. You can go super local, yeah. and you were saying they've had a little bit of a moment that you know NPR covered it, and the guy Manny <laughs> uh, Keck wow. covered it before the you know in the run up mm -hmm. to the championship this year, and the guy she interviewed at Mount Snow had a you know he had a jack jumper. It was fully qualified. It was a it was a ski and a seat on it, but it was like a two by six. With yeah, like two two by sixes sticking off of it, and it was it was very you know. It was honking. It was it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not. It was not Steve Jobs. No, uh, no. It wasn't like the, the, the yeah. So pressure treated two by six. <laughs> possibly. You know, you want it to last. Right? Right. Yeah, you do want it. To you last. really want it to last. So. Yeah. And so, well, that's a really good point. So, is there a little bit of a um, style points for your rig? So in our little micro crew over in the Champlain Valley, well, like, you do know, you guys have a name? The no, micro crew. Um, Mount Philo Jack Jumpers, you know, that's the kind of, the, yeah, the kind of area it all originated in, and, but so a bunch of folks in the group, my brother's a really talented carpenter, a friend of ours is a, you know, artist in many different mediums, and so, you know, other people know how to work with any other materials, it's kind of very Vermontian that way, so, you know, my brother and his buddies would yeah, they'd have a little competitive edge to them, or Craig would, you know, inlay some of them with my brother Craig, inlay with them with <laughs> oh, ebony kind of thing, or wow. like, you know, one year Ethan, the other guy who used to win quite a lot, um, did a kind of upholstered look to his seat where it was kind of like copper nails in between, so it looked like this kind of mid-century yeah. seat. And you, you can have, nice. like, the most basic is a pillow duct tape to the seat, you know, that's the right. kind of... right. And so what, and the skis though, like for the guys who are really into the creation of the jack jumper, are, are they using a specific type of, are they using an antique ski or are they just grabbing like a, like what, a dumpster ski? I mean, I think everyone starts on the dumpster skis, whatever you can find. Yeah. They, they, they break pretty easily or not. Sorry. That's, that's not exactly right. They, <laughs> they do break, um, cause you're putting a bit different Torsion, is that how you say that? Torsion, torsion force? Torsion yeah. force on it? I know yeah. with that. You know, yeah. yeah it, Not knowing what that word is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah different, different engineering. <laughs> <laughs> different forces yeah. that you put on it. And so, no, we use, we use like, you know, brand spanker skis if we can get our hands on them. Yeah. But, so if you have a nice side cut, I mean, so my, so my brother won, shout out to my brother Craig. Well, he won, won the World Championships? Year. He was the championship, wow. second year in a row. What? You know, big family pride here. That's really big. Shout out yep. to Craig. Was that Shout his first time? Second time. And he, second time winner. Yep. And he'd been in the top three in the past, like, so many years. He lost by, like, two hundredths of a second. How many gates? So that. how many gates are we talking about in this course? 15, 16? It's a serious wow. course. Like, so what's yeah, the it's winning? It's tight as hell. Like, so how many, what's the winning time? A minute? Craig did, I think, 24 seconds. 24 seconds. Yeah, it's fast. Like, and are you uh, are you wearing, like, a downhill racing suit? 
No, but I encouraged him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he has a big, we were talking about beards at the beginning of this. You know, yeah. he's, he's the oh, kind of guy that grows it from September 1st, pretty much for the Jack Jump Championship. And so I'm like, yeah. dude, if you just wear like a little, you know, hairnet over your beard, you probably gain a half a second. But uh, no, it's no nobody wears anything funny. You have to wear the you know the the bibs that Mount Snow provides, which are you know Coca Cola type right. little spandex bibs, which provides a little bit of you know it it cinches you in a bit to increase your aerodynamics. <laughs> the bib does. The bib. It's does. good to know. Exactly. I didn't know that that's what the bib did. That's yeah. awesome. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty fast, and and like last year there was there was no preparation. We had the course after the previous ski course, so it was totally torn up and it was all icy. And you know, I, I DQ'd both times because I just fell over because my edges weren't sharp. <laughs> and this year was beautiful conditions. Everyone could catch an edge, and but it got got a little exciting towards the end because it was kind of soft snow and got a little bumpy. And so you know, the whole Jack Jump name as well is that you know you're you're trying to hold on to this thing that's underneath you and there's a little bit of a, you know, in, in the, in the industry, shall I say, if we can call it, if we can call it the industry, there's, there's two different schools of thought and handles as well. So some people put handles Mm. parallel to your thighs there. So you have them right up next to you. Like little, almost like bike handlebars next to your thighs. yeah. Yeah. Or some people hang the oldie worldy ways, like garage door handles underneath your seat, so it's kind of set oh, yeah. further back. And Easier. Then the that's new, like two screws, two like drywall screws. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah. And then the new world thing, which is a bit controversial, is the seat belt. Oh, the seat right. requires no handles and has a mo- bit more of a yogic kind of pose. So you can use your hands up in the air for counterbalance as you're going through the gates. Well, see, so, people at home can't see. Um, Alex doing the hands in your air like you just don't care, but but there is definitely a sway to that. Is yeah. that truly a performance uh, benefit? So previous to this, the guy the guys that won, the guys that were very competitive had seatbelts. So oh, no kidding. You know, and they're so doing the they're doing the seatbelt and the above hand, and the hands above the head. Well, because you think about your counterbalance. I mean, so we're we're kind of using the seats to pull right. the seat into submission, where they're kind of waving their hands to move their center of and gravity. In, is and there a governing body that could come down as to whether a seatbelt is legal or not? Not yet, no. It's a uh, good idea, though. A governing body? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Maybe so, you could start this, right? So, Alex, right. So like how, how, the how long have you been doing rest? this? So, I've been doing it probably, I don't know, a decade or so. I mean, And how? when a, was the first time some dude showed up with a seatbelt? Uh, oh, you mean how long have I been going to Mount Snow? No, no. How long have, how long have you been doing it, and when was the first time you saw somebody with a seatbelt coming down on a jack jumper? First time seatbelt was at, definitely at Mount Snow, and that was kind of... Uh, and when was that? I don't know, a couple of years ago. Some some people just... It's not part of our kind of... Whole, I feel like this it's is very, a huge it's very controversy. Local. It's so a it's massive like, controversy. I feel like we're really yeah. honed in on something that we can really sink our teeth into. Yeah. <laughs> No, really. It's, there's, there's definitely litigation to be had here. Yeah, for sure. I just yeah. feel like, I mean, if somebody wants to wear a seatbelt, we could create a different category. Like you've got, I mean, mm. at Thunder Road, you know, you have certain categories of racers. And for jack jumping, we should have certain categories of racers. Actually, Thunder Road, another good note to sell. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. We could do a bunch Go of episodes. Out of Budweiser Hill. I, I just met, uh, well, another whole, another whole conversation. We talked Thunder Road some other time. Yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. So, how did you do at the World Championships? Twelfth out which, of uh, fifth. Uh, no, sorry, of the men's division. They just separate it into kids. They do a little kiddie version. Okay. They, they don't start. So you start in a very steep incline. This nice little kind of, you know, sixty degree slope, 60. and then you and then you bang Dude, into the 60. gates. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think. I think sixty. Does that make be. sense? No. no. Okay. It doesn't. Like. Corbett's cool R in Jackson's like 55. It's freaking steep. No, really. No, yeah, it really like is. vertical. It's yeah. close. Yeah, okay. It's so scary. super, super. Yeah, so you go down this icy slope right into the gates. The kids start just beyond that. They don't get to do the little gotcha. super, yeah, gotcha. positive. So you got start. 12th out of the kids. No, yeah, exactly. There was, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, was improvement. Of, what was you your know, best finish over the, over the years? Uh, 12th. So I, I looked at my scores. We actually have up All in right. the fridge at home. All right. We have up in the fridge at home most of the printouts of the times over the course of the years, and maybe over the past five years. 
Really? And I was looking, so last year I told you, I DQ'd both times, which is a bit of a buzzkill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually oh. almost cracked my head off a ski gun, which is why I bought a helmet. <laughs> I buy a helmet. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the previous year I did do 12th as well. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, I, I like the GS. I think there should be a GS event, personally. And we've been pushing Bolton, if Bolton, you know, is listening to have an event themselves because we can send Bolton the link. We should, yeah, we probably should, it, yeah. because we need a northern uh, representation of this. Because most of us, have <laughs> Adam Gloria, the, the, <laughs> the three hours to get down there, you know, it's tough. And some guys come from New Hampshire, right. so if you want to say, you know, people from other countries, New Hampshire being pretty close. You know? Yeah, that's another so, country. We could start with other states. Yeah. What yeah. about? Um, so I agree. I think like the slalom is important, but you know certain people are going to have an advantage based on their equipment. Expanding it to um, GS is not a terrible idea. What about other expansions? Um, and, and, and the first one that comes to mind, and I think is obviously, I know Chicky's thinking the exact same thing I am, which is jumping. True. You could... Um, especially with the seatbelt. Especially with the seatbelt. And, yeah. and like, I mean, has there been any jack jump jumping? If you go on the line... You will find some people attempting to jump. The and line. What do you mean the line? The the the, the on the line online. Oh, the on. Oh. That's a, is that an old Vermont term? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the line. If you go on the line, the internet. The internet of webs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll find some people trying to, and it usually leads to what we call in the industry. Right? Calling a bad. That was the air quote sound. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Oh, we need the. Do you have an air quote sound? We were talking about that. That's the that's the air quote. So. Yeah. Yeah. It leads to what we call a backyotomy. A backyotomy. Backyotomy, which you know, you can probably imagine doesn't feel nice. No, yeah, no, it sounds back. Yeah, 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 yeah. New back. So jumping, to... and, and so distance jumping on the jack jump, currently not. In the world championship, what about no, freestyle yeah. halfpipe? We uh, halfpipe, yeah, not yet. But you know, I think we just need to really develop the the design aspect of it, and that's that's what I want to do in the Northern Jack Jump State Championship. Is that coming be, up? Which uh, it's going to after this podcast, which we think <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, you know, the state championship. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the Bolton Regional State Championship, because Bolton and which and Jay, Bolton does not know that they're hosting this yet. No. Well, so <laughs> FYI, and what's the date at Bolton? FYI <laughs> to all people listening, Bolton and Jay are the only places in Vermont that allow jack jumping year round. Wow. Oh, so Bolton is there bylaws or something? It's crazy. Yes. yes. Wow. So you show up and like, and which means you can get on a chairlift with your jack jumper. Yeah. And. Um, and ride yeah. wherever you like. So yeah. that's a that's a training facility then. It is, yeah. For, so that's yeah, that's kind of your... where we go to, you know, test our metal before the world championships. Okay, but, but there should be a spring. You guys should have a spring event. Well, March. I mean, it's kind of springy, but I mean, we're running out of March, dude. It's like we got a week. To well, the end, well, the beginning of weekend, March. Right? Yeah, March. Yeah, we got a week. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it's Easter, and then it's. Well, we were thinking about having it in like December, so it's a pre-event. It'd be the states, and then the world, but all in the same. Oh, state. that's a great you trajectory know, there over, yeah. the, over the winter. Yeah. But but our December's have been a bit meh of late. Yeah. You know, yeah. Do we have enough snow there? But so. if Killington can host the the World Cup, then Bolton could certainly do the jack jumping in December. One would think. One would think. Yeah. If they really want to get after it in a you know yeah. marketing kind of way. Yeah. They yeah. Should. I'm just I I'm lobbying for either jumping or half pipe at some point. The yeah the the tricks. Because I just want to see like the tricks like I and I know you guys have probably done some tricks, but they're probably non traditional jack jumping industry yeah. air quote. It'd be, yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of like you know just just going up and sticking your foot out and being like that's my boot because you know that's the beauty of jack <laughs> jumping is that you don't have to wear ski boots you don't have to wear snowboarding yeah, yeah, boots you can, all you do like you wear your gaiters because i mean sometimes you have to put your feet down so the snow kind of sloughs up your pant leg there and you don't want that yeah where do you put your feet you put it so it's, it's basically you know you're sitting on a chair with handles and you put your feet down if you need balance or to slow down that's like the general and so are you holding your feet up down the hill so once you once you get going, it's like a bike. I mean, once you know, like once you're going fast enough. Do you have foot pegs? 
No, no, you just you put, put it, you put them out. So you I, can put them on top of the ski, right? No, you put them out like a luge. It's essentially like luge but oh, levitating. Oh, okay. Jack jumping levitating is luge but levitation. Luge. Right. It's incredible. Like the feeling you so get. So the you, stamina required to keep your your legs for twenty four seconds <laughs> for twenty four <laughs> seconds a few inches off the off the perilous side of this mountain. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really takes some intense training. So we we train by you know doing uh, heavy amounts of drinking yoga. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I can tell. Yeah, I, I can certainly tell. No, it actually is a core workout in all seriousness. Like we do do. Oh know. no doubt. That's a that's a weird kind of planky. It is weird. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, it's like the top of your thighs and then your core, and but other than that, you don't break a sweat, so it's pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> it's really like so. If it's a cold night, don't expect to like get warm by jack jumping. You're just freezing cold the whole night. Do you want a, like a, a really really short ski on this, or do you want yeah, kind like of what a like longer ski? One seventy seven. Is the is the magic number? Well, for slalom, nope, just all rounder. Well, we'll find out when you add GS. Well, <laughs> when we finally get you out in a jack jumper, <laughs> then we'll start talking about the I, exactitude. You're you're a taller guy though, I so you might want you might want a bigger ski. Two twenty. Yeah, we do have Craig. Yeah, Craig has a couple two plus skis that we you know for the those, down, those for the are your, those are your GS skis because yeah. all you they want to do is go straight or like mile yeah. turn. Yeah, mildly turned, not turned. <laughs> and for the jumping, when when that becomes a, a jack jumping event, you're gonna want like a like a six eighty or something. I, right? I feel like the jack jump, one big really long ski. The potential yeah. is really not so much for the jumping, but to call it crashing, because the crashing potential is is. Fantastic. I yeah. think it'd be great to do like a spring if, if you could convince someone to do it for one of those spring, you know, pond skimming oh. See if you get nice wide, you know, like all the that skiers could, are going really, these, like Well, you know, it's funny actually so Sugarbush does their that has a pond skimming event. There's no reason you can't show up with a jack jumper. Hey, shout out to Sugarbush. It's in a couple um, weeks. they used to allow jack jumpers. We would like to talk to Mr. Wynn at some point Ooh. about uh, re-allowing this. Mr. Wynn. Mr. Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can find his email somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds like, that Mr. Wynn sounds like a James Bond band. <laughs> does it not? Oh, like, he's strange. the guy that has, does he not have the hat that they throw that, like, has some... Um, is, is, is that actually his name? Mr. Wynn. Jobber. Something or other. Mr. Wynn. Mr. Wynn. Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, Well, you know what? Believe it or not, we've like cruised through another lovely hour of super local. And Alex, I had one. I had one thing. Wait, no, no. Okay, all right. Okay, because the producer, (laughs) the producer of of super local, who we haven't mentioned before, no, uh, provided some backstory on on Alex. Yes, and there was one thing that I had to ask him about. Oh, for sure. Because it said in my notes that he went to St. Andrews. I did. To study, what did you study at St. Andrews? English literature. Okay, I met one other guy who's, who <laughs> studied there, and I, you know, I think I was annoying to him because I was like, so your dorm was right on the 13th hole? And he's like, yeah, they're just, you know, they're, they're doing stuff. So... Were I, you on the golf course? I, like you're, I was not living on the golf course. No. However, I can claim to f- my one claim to fame there is that I worked at the old course hotel. <gasps> so I served my my one my only claim to fame in life is that I served the the king and queen of Malaysia and Nick Faldo. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, pause. I can't sp- pause. I, can't I just want you to know that that's Sir Nick Faldo. Sir, is it really? I believe it is Sir Nick Faldo. No shit. I have no yeah. impression of the king and queen of Malaysia. I don't but Nick yeah. Faldo seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pleasurable. That yeah, sounds no, outstanding. That, it's, it's a lovely little town. Four streets, really, you know, the, the most amount of pubs per square capita in all of the UK. Well, uh, is it high really? incidence of, uh, you know, um, over Falling enjoyment. over things. Over enjoyment yeah. of the student body. I yeah. believe that. And, uh, yeah, really, really great school, though. Um, fun times. I went to school there with little known fact when uh, Prince William was there. So the Queen was actually yeah. at my graduation. I didn't see her, though. I totally missed it. My parents disappeared. They are like, yeah, we're coming over to see you graduate. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go get some milk and cheese for egg sandwiches, probably. 
And they came back like four hours later. I'm like, we saw the queen. Like what? You didn't tell us. Wow, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. So little known, little known fact there. It's funny. Like hang out with Alex. There's a lot of little known facts. Like he drops like, oh, I was playing in a band at the time. Like he's like he'll drop all sorts of weird shit on you. That's a. That's our second guest in uh, in as many weeks. So we have a lot more stories that we oh. can't quite get to. In <laughs> well, one we'll, we'll get episode. you back. We'll, yeah, we'll get you back. For sure. All right. Yeah. So quick high five. Yeah. Uh, high, high five. Five. High five. All right. High Super. Five. And then we'll